The lost city of Atlantis was said to be the world's first advanced civilization. A powerful, rich kingdom. Most people think of Atlantis as a very highly technologically advanced civilization that might have had space travel, might have had automobiles, submarines. Legend says 12,000 years ago, it disappeared suddenly in a single day and night. The theories of its location range from just off the coast of Ireland to the Azor Islands, 900 miles west of southern Europe, even Antarctica. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan Larry, Spring Hill Josh, bling, 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 and the Aluma Mommy herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the lost city of Atlantis. Like a fresh Diet Coke first sip. Here we are. Little little uh, lemon in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit of Diet Rum. Rum? Is there- diet Rum. Diet Rum. <laughs> rum light. No. We you know, go rum hard here. If, if you're one of those people who doesn't like Pepsi and only drinks Coke, you can, did you know that if you put a lemon in a Pepsi... It tastes like a Coke. Something about like hmm. when you squeeze a lemon into like a Diet Pepsi, it tastes just like Diet Coke. Interesting. So if you ever at a restaurant and you're like, oh, they only have Pepsi, ask them for a Pepsi and a lemon. That's your Luma mommy, folks. <laughs> and that's been your show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll see you next week on another episode. Nah. Ah, back in the Shoop Kitchen studio with the skeptic, the mom, and the beard getting down on some Atlantos. We got our, we got our gear on. We've got our Explorer hats and maps out. We're ready to go on a trek. Thank God it's not snowing like last week, right, guys? Well, amen to that. No kidding. My balls are back in their same position again. They were in my... Mine, too. (laughs) They were up in my throat. Now they've come right back down. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling frisky. So it's time to pull the goddamn Thunderbird to the side of the road. The underwater Thunderbird? Called Indeed. a submarine. A little <laughs> bit of truth corner. Truth corner time, fellas and lady. I'm curious. Now, Atlantis is 
kind of like when we did the Roanoke episode. It's like this. Did it exist? Where is it? Well, we know where Roanoke is. Uh, scratch. Right. That's a bad example. It's like squonks. Yes, a little bit. In some ways, I could, I guess I could get, it's a better example than Roanoke because we know where that is. But this is a place that supposedly just disappeared. And some people wish they could find it. I mean, some people say they know where it is. Maybe that's fake news. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Definitely underwater, but we'll get to that. That's, that's very calming. It is. It is. I, I like go, that one. I feel like I could go to sleep to that, but I would also just piss myself. True story. <laughs> uh, so, guys. Guys and gal. I know what you're getting at there, buddy. <laughs> I see your beard. The beard always <laughs> knows. Be politically correct, Ryan. We are on a show. Okay. Hashtag. I'm curious. What? Because I don't, this isn't scary. No. There's nothing scary about it. But my, I, I want to pose a question to you guys. If you had the opportunity to know where the city, the lost city of Atlantis was, would you go there? Because here's the thing. Most people won't even go out of their own house. They just want to Netflix and chill. Usually by the end of watching their two kids or... I don't know, three kids (laughs) destroy their house. They don't even want to like go to the bathroom. They're like, can I just put a diaper on? I could just put three of them, strap them to myself because I mean, I buy enough of them. Seems like this is some odd self-reflecting you have here, Ryan. (laughs) Maybe a little, (laughs) but I'm just saying, I'm curious, like if they knew where it was, would you even go? I mean, Technically, it's underwater if it's mm-hmm. supposedly sank. So if you could see it, it's like it's like the idea of like somebody saying, "Well, we have you can purchase tickets right now." The the founder, uh, what is Richard Branson of uh, Virgin 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 Records? He's like, "Hey, you can buy these pre-sale tickets to go to the moon if you got a private company that's going to fly you there." Does it per- does it perk your interest because? We'll get into it, but supposedly this was an advanced civilization that was like 9,000 years before Plato, not Plato that we play with, (laughs) but the famous philosopher. Oh, like Socrates. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I'm just curious. Does does this, does the concept of this procure your interest? Now, I will say one other thing. During... I don't know if it was our last episode or if it was another show. They're starting to all kind of meld together. Mm. But I mentioned when we mentioned, no, it was our last episode. It was 139 or 138. God damn, I don't even know the numbers. Something. Malaysia. We had a listener request and our, our boy John Hodges mentioned, where would you like to go? And I said, Egypt. Mm-hmm. Now, part of why I say that is because a lot of people have proposed that ancient aliens theory which we will definitely dive into mm-hmm. because of the way that the pyramids are built and the fact that, that it's insane that they're still standing. Does this procure your interest is really the question. Mm. Josh. Not really. I would say, I mean, a scale one to 10 on it, I would give it like a 
two. I mean, I see pictures of it, and that's fine and dandy. I mean, if, if it'd be different if it was if it never sank, and to see what the the ruins of Atlantis would be. Right, like you go to you go on a trip to Mexico, you can see like all the ancient kind of like Spanish Mexican. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Mayan ruins. Mayan ruins. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But I mean, after it's been sitting underwater for, I mean, thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> What really is going to be left to look at? I mean, all the water that would have uh, done stuff to the structure, uh, it would just be kind of a bunch of rocks laying around right. next to a floating car, of course. Interesting. Okay. Um, For me, on a scale of one to 10, how interested would I be? 10 being the most interested? I would have to say I'm probably like a nine or a 10. Oh, wow. This, is, this kind of thing is right up my alley. I'm I'm very into underwater stuff. I, th- I just think it's really interesting. I would love, like if I had a ton of expendable income to take a submarine and go around like the um, wreck of the Titanic, like something yeah. like that. I just think is really interesting to see in person. So yeah, if I had the opportunity to do it, I, I absolutely would. Did you, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to get too personal before we get Larry's take on it, but did you notice that our friend Rodney tagged us in an article that showed that supposedly they think that they found Amelia Earhart's plane. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Insane. No. That would be very cool if they discovered mm-hmm. that it was her plane. It would be an awesome cap to our eventual Amelia Earhart episode. Yeah, too. for sure. Lawrence, what do you think? I'll give it a six. Okay. Six. Those are the other things I'd rather see first. Two, nine and a half and a six. But it's Larry's, interesting. Larry's like, well, if someone had an extra ticket, I'd yeah, I wouldn't join take, along. Wouldn't sneeze at that. <laughs> One of those call-in radio shows, like seventh <laughs> caller. If you yeah. come in and uh, you can tell us who the uh, guitar player for Iron Maiden is, we got an extra ticket. That'll Josh, which guitar player? Uh, oh my god, I knew he was going to go the there. Rhythm guitar player. Which one? <laughs> oh my oh, Jesus! Gosh. Do they have seven rhythm guitar players? Is this a Slipknot? Give me a break. <laughs> Silly Iron Man. I know. But anyway. So six. You, yeah. If you, you know, maybe the wife's inter- interested. They've mm-hmm. got like a yacht that floats around wherever. Maybe there's a record store nearby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, I, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I am Rad Dead 2019, but I'm also very much Single Dad 2019. So... I guess if somebody had an extra ticket, I'm right on Larry's schedule with that. I am fascinated by it, and I would, I would love, love, love to see the Egyptian ruins, and I might just go on my own one day. So, Rad Dad does Egypt. Exactly. Hashtag. I would love to see. It. I, hopefully, there's one of those guys there with like the dates that, like the guy from uh, Indiana Jones. What's his name? I get Jonathan Reese Davies. Oh John yeah, Reese Davies. Oh, Indy, you're named after the dog. (laughs) I love that movie. Anyway, well, if we had a time capsule, it was going to be 9,250 billion BC. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We would go there, but we're not. Ah, yes, sports fans. (laughs) Ball. Rock throwing. Rock with stick. (laughs) Nice. You know. What do you think they did that far back in time? Honestly, like tried not to die. (laughs) 
Lots of <laughs> the not ultimate dying. sport. Yep. Try to make it past twenty years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can't have as many kids as you can, so maybe one of them will survive. <laughs> so lots of fucking. That is an extreme sport. Mm-hmm. That's why I always when fucking and child rearing. <laughs> extreme fucking and mating and baby having <laughs> on ESPN four. Extreme childbirth. We put four kids on the ground. Which one will die in the next five seconds? <laughs> Jackass 9000 BC. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm Steve-O. <laughs> Today we're rolling a big rock down a hill. <laughs> Who's going to die? Today we're throwing rocks at my balls. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lordy. Caveman times. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, Atlantis is a fictional island mentioned within an allegory on the hubris of nations in Plato's works. Timaeus and Critias, where it represents the antagonist naval power that besieges ancient Athens, the pseudo-historic embodiment of Plato's ideal state in the Republic. In the story, Athens repeals the Atlantean attack unlike any other nation of the known world, supposedly giving testament to the superiority of Plato's concept of a state. At the time, you know, I think it was one of those things where it was like, hey, these guys think they're more advanced than us, but we we've got principles and philosophies and we're smart. I mean, it gave birth to a lot of ideals that we still carry on to Mm -hmm. even modern days. The story concludes with Atlantis falling out of favor with the deities and submerging into the Atlantic ocean. So that's where you have to think somewhere around the middle of the Atlantic ocean is where Atlantis was, which 75% 75% of the earth is supposedly covered in water. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Learned that from Bill Nye, the science guy. I've been carrying yep. it since I was eight. Or nine. <laughs> Who knows? I don't care anymore. So despite its minor importance in Plato's work, the Atlanta story has been a considerable, has had a considerable impact on literature. The elegi- elegi- Oh boy. Ele- elegorical. Allegorical aspect Moscovigisk. of the Allegorical. Does that word make sense? Allegorical? Nope. Allegorical. There we go. Moscovigisk. Thanks, Aluma Mummy. That's what I'm here for. The allegorical aspect of Atlantis was taken up in utopian works of several Renaissance writers, such as Francis Bacon's New Atlantis mm. and Thomas More's Utopia. Francis Bacon, not related to the delicious meat product. Aww. Sorry. On the other hand, 19th century amateur scholars misinterpreted Plato's narrative as historical tradition, most notably in Ignatius L. Donnelly's Atlantis, the Antediluvian World. Plato's vague indications of the time of the events more than 9,000 years before his time and the alleged location of Atlantis beyond the Pillars of Hercules has led to many pseudoscientific speculation. As a consequence, Atlantis has become a byword for any and all supposed advanced prehistoric lost civilizations and continues to inspire contemporary fiction from comic books to films. While present-day philologists, philologists, why am I fucking a host of a podcast? I don't know. (laughs) Guys! 
I'm not that stupid, I promise. Why did you say, why am I fucking a host of a podcast? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Which one of us is it, Ryan? It's funny that you said it's Larry. Have yeah, you, it Larry. Have you seen? I have a supple ass. I just had a weird, <laughs> weird, I, weird side thought. I've been watching because I have a subscription to Shutter. Have you guys dabbled in that at all? Mm-mm. No, I, I watched Hellraiser three the other day, and I thought of you, Oof. April. Yeah, so it's a fun, fun one because that all the Cenobites die in the second one, and the third one they're like, eh, "This one's got a lens camera face, <laughs> yeah. and this one's called CD Head." And this one's called Barbie. And you're like, oh, it's a hot bitch. No, it's not a hot lady. It's a fucking bartender who became a bar heads barbler on his face. Love it. And I love even 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 our man Pinhead during the movie at one point goes, yeah, they're not as great as my last. <laughs> I yeah. laughed out loud. It's not my best work. <laughs> Throwing him under the bus. It is. What a dick. Like he throws his Cenobites <laughs> on a... And also... It, it's it's fun. You should watch it. It's a good it's a good uh, hangover movie. Also, what I was getting at is the Wishmaster movies, which always remind me of Pinhead. The second Wishmaster movie, and I mentioned fucking a host. The second Wishmaster movie, one of the guys says to uh, the Jin, who's in prison in the movie, he's like, "My lawyer sucks." He's like really mad, and he's like, "What would you like to do to the lawyer?" And he's just like. Um, uh, I want him to go fuck himself, S.A., because he's a Hispanic gentleman. Mm -hmm. And then in the following scene, the guy fucks himself in the ass. Like, literally. Exactly. (laughs) And it's the most fucking hilarious sequence I've seen in a movie ever. The guy's like, oh, 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 like sitting there (laughs) trying to interrupt. And all of a sudden you see his legs turn around and then his legs are like pumping into the backside <laughs> of him. And he's just like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and, then that's, and then that's when the gin appears. And then it's like, oh, I don't have uh, my work is already done, I guess. <laughs> no, the guy that plays the gin is so great. And anyway, the Wishmaster movies and Hellraisers, check them out. Shudder. Good stuff. Anyway, back to our regular scheduled Atlantean (laughs) program. Just wanted to mention that. So, penis is in your butt. While present day philosophical people and classic uh, literature reading folk agree on the story's fictional character, there is still debate on what served as its inspiration. As, for instance, with the story of Gyges, Plato is known to have freely borrowed some of his. allegories and metaphors from older traditions. This led a number of scholars to investigate possible inspiration of Atlantis from Egyptian records of the Thera eruption, the Sea People's Invasion, and the Trojan War. So it was like inspired by Mm -hmm. traumatic events Mm -hmm. type thing, which is kind of how things happen nowadays. People get sad and depressed and then they're like... Then they're on hoarders. Or they're, ah! they're on hoarders, or they're like, I believe in the Slender Man. Yep. What's what's the one I eat weird things? Oh, strange uh, uh, yes, yeah. my strange addiction. That's such a good I show. Eat, I eat couch cushions. Yep, there was a lady who I, ate sure like shit. seven she's seven couch seven full couches, and she's like, oh, mm. the stuff that comes out of the couch, like the seat cushion, tastes better than what comes mm. out of the back. Wonder what's coming out of her back. Yeah, right. There was one lady who like really? snorted baby powder. There was one lady who would bathe in bleach, like like oh. full tubs of bleach, and oh. she would like rub it on her skin. Oh. And... Yeah, pretty much. 
My favorite though is the one lady who um, ate dryer sheets. She's mm. like, they just smell so nice. Mm. Well, at least she doesn't have to wipe. <laughs> Self wipe. Well, there was a lady who ate toilet paper too. There you go. At least you know if you make out with either of them, their mouths are clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And fluffy. Like that cuddly bear. <laughs> and, fr- and the scent of fresh clotheslines. <laughs> I mean, if you're into that, if you get hard on it. I mean, some people get hard if somebody stamps on their fucking balls with high heels, which does not make sense. Nope. How do you keep a boner if somebody's like, skirt, skirt, skirt? You're like, oh, baby. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing I like more than watching my ball pop out of the flesh and just skitter across the ground like a fucking alien. Like a loose marble. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can't wait to ejaculate and then regret everything death. about my life. <laughs> so this led. To, uh, okay. So others have rejected this chain of tradition as implausible and says that Plato created an entirely fictional nation as an example, which I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If he's trying to teach people, it's come up with an example that people can understand. It's easier to understand if you can go off of your own fears and, and your own past. So, drawing loose inspiration from contemporary events such as the failed Athian invasion of Sicily in 415 and 413 BC, or the destruction of Haliki in 373 BC. Now, this happened to be about 360 BC with Plato. And he mentioned that Atlantis was 9,000 years before them. Just to give you an give you an idea. So the only primary sources for Atlantis are Plato's dialogues, like I mentioned. All other mentions of the islands are based on them. The dialogues claim to quote Salon, who is not a, a place to get your hair did. Oh. Mm-hmm. who visited Egypt between 590 and 580 BC. They state that he translated Egyptian records of Atlantis written in 360 BC. And it said, for it is related in our records, how once upon a time, your state stayed the course of a mighty host, which starting from a distant point in the Atlantic ocean was insolently advancing to attack the whole of Europe and Asia to boot. So it seems like everybody was fearing the Atlantic. Atlantis people for invading because mm. they had technology far beyond what they knew. Like, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it more, but supposedly they had like flying cars. I mean, it was like Back to the Future too. Did hoverboards? I like to think so. Did they have an almanac? Is that what you're going to go steal? Yes. Their flying okay. cars are probably just like segways, and they're mm-hmm. it'd be super depressing to go down there now. And like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. They're just riding mermaids riding around on segways. They don't even have feet. They're playing pong, so Josh is immediately <laughs> limp. turned off. Bring me back up. Get I, I get 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 me out of here. Where's the PlayStation Nine? <laughs> I was promised. Nope. They're like, hello, nerd. We are the Atlantic people, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually don't prefer video games. We prefer smelling flowers and floating in our Prius. Floater cars. Lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nerd. That w- wouldn't that be the thing? You get there and like all the tech te- technology seems fantastic. And you're like, well, what do you guys' TVs look like? And they're like, TV? What? <laughs> the world is our TV, man. We don't watch TV. 
Like we look outside. We like to also think about when we were born. So we go on these eggs and we just sit here and play with these balls we created where when you shift them, they have different colors on them. And if you can match all the colors, it's great. It's called a rack snacks nerf. You're like, excuse me. How the fuck do I get off this island? <laughs> we don't believe in sexual intercourse. I was just going to say that. We're so family. They're like, they're hey, like, man, your dick's weird. Exactly. We extraculate the sperm. And the women. do what to the sperm? <laughs> and then you get there, and all the women look like Roseanne Barr. No. They all look like <laughs> who the hottest, who's the hottest female wrestler? Alexa that, Bliss. Yeah. Okay, they all look like Alexa Bliss. And they're literally wearing a, a string of dental floss around their pubic area and their <laughs> nipples. And they're like, what? We like to air our bodies out, but we don't like touching. Ew. Ew. We have orgasms through our minds. Exactly. Like, they just, like you imagine that? There's just this Atlantic guy walking down the street and he just like, <laughs> Like a, oh, a sharp, a sharp jizz shoots out of his nose because <laughs> he's been so full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just shoots a fucking mailbox. <laughs> oh my god! Here's your mail sack. <laughs> and then they give out medicine to cure that. They're like, I don't understand what your trunk is doing, sir. <laughs> this is the seventh time you've been on your way to work to be the schnurfender, and then your 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 middle trunk is a is, is exasperated itself. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the Alexa blisses are walking by like <laughs> <laughs> waving. Has anybody played with their schnurf and derf? Has anybody- that's where they're going to work. Is <laughs> oh, wait, you're right. Well, everything's named the same because they're clever that way. <laughs> well, they smurf. It's all about inflection. <laughs> exactly. Where's Papa Smurf? He's just sitting there whacking it because he figured oh, out. He figured she smurf and smurfed my smurf. <laughs> Then I smurfed all over her smurf. That's how it works in Smurfville. Mm-hmm. Right, I was smurf here? deep in smurf. <laughs> now for the ocean, oh, there was God. at that time navigatable for in front of the mouth, which you Greeks call, as you say, this is again, part of that writing that they mm-hmm. translated. The Pillars of Hercules, there lay an island which was larger than Libya and Asia together, and it was which it's pretty big. That's pretty big. And it was possible for the travelers of that time to cross from it to the other islands and from the islands to the whole of the continent over which they were uh, over against them, which encompasses that veritable ocean, the Atlantic. For all that we have here lying within the mouth of which we speak is evidently a haven having a narrow entrance, but the, that yonder is a real ocean and the land surrounding it may most rightly be called in the fullest and truest sense, a continent. It's interesting to me that the earth is 75% water mm-hmm. and yet there's continents. Everything just seems like an Island in some ways because it's really, it's, I mean, wow. the Pacific is massive. So what, Jen, what, what, when do you go, okay, that's an island. That's a, I mean, I'm sure there is a real scientific equation that. Okay. Well, I'm just guessing. No, I I get that. (laughs) I get that. If it's connected to several countries, I guess I can understand that. So now 
in this island of Atlantis, there existed a confederation of kings. This makes me want to play Diablo. Of great and marvelous power, which held sway over all the island and over many other islands also as parts of the continent. Now, the four people, that, that's the end of that translation. The four people appearing in those two dialogues are the politicians, Critias, who is part of Plato's writing, and Hermocrates, as well as the philosopher Socrates and Timius of Locri. Although only Critias speaks of Atlantis, in his works, Plato makes extensive use of the Socratic method in order to discuss contrary positions within the con- context of a supposition. The Timaeus, Timaeus begins with an introduction followed by an account of the creations and the structure of the universe and ancient civilizations. In the introduction, Socrates muses about the perfect society described in Plato's Republic and wonders if he and his guests might recollect a story which exemplifies such a society. And I think that's kind of what Atlantis is kind of prided as being this perfect society, technologically advanced far beyond what was currently available. Oh, so like America that was suddenly destroyed or Rome. Now, Critias mentions a tale he considered to be a struggle that would make the perfect example. And he then follows by describing Atlantis as is recorded in the Critias in his account. Ancient Athens seems to represent the perfect society and Atlantis is its opponent. Representing the very antithesis of the perfect traits described in the Republic. So Atlantis was kind of like the China to the America that was Athens or ancient Greek area. That makes sense. Does it make sense? <laughs> no, not really. No. Is anybody listening? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll shift gears a little bit. So, according okay. to the National Geographic, who has a great breakdown of this, we'll do this before we take a break. Smoke them if you got them. <clears throat> Now, if the writing of the ancient Greek philosopher Plato had not contained so much truth about the human condition, his name... Oh, wait, what? I thought he broke his neck. The way oh. that cracked. Oh, yeah. Did that that picked, like up? picked up on Mike. Josh has a heavy beard, so every now and then he's got to like crack his neck a bit because he's carrying such a weight. Mm-hmm. I saw a bird pop out of there, actually, mm-hmm. while we were smoking <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Get out of there, Donald! (laughs) Now, if the writing of the ancient Greek philosopher Plato had not contained so much truth about the human condition, his name would have been forgotten centuries ago. But one of his most famous stories, the cataclysmic destruction of the ancient civilization of Atlantis, is almost certainly false. But, according to them, so why is this story still repeated more than 2,300 years after Plato's death? Quote, it's a story that captures the imagination, unquote, says James Rom, a professor of classics at Bard College in Andale, New York. Hmm. Quote, it's a great myth. It has lots of elements that people love to fantasize about. Now, we've talked extensively about the things we would like to do if we were able to go to a magical city, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Have we? 
Sure. Who knows? I know. I'm just trying to steer us in a way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I gave weird examples of us going there and then finding out. Like, I'm, I'm imagining Larry goes there and they're like, all of our bacon is actually a vegetable. As long as it tastes like bacon. <laughs> right. And, well, and we also know that every woman is Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wearing dental floss. Dental floss. You jizz out your nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And you, uh, for work, you're Snorfendorf. Snarfendagle. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm an apprentice snurfender. Snurfender. I'm an well, apprentice snurfender. Right. Yeah. One of my big things is that. <sighs> oh boy! If it were me back then, I'd be a snurfendorkle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, because you'd be all into like vid- video games, whatever the video game equivalent was there, which would be like paddling your ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to loosen it up, you know. Who knows? Your job at the. Schnurfendorf was was that the name of the mm-hmm. yep okay that you it was your word I don't remember five minutes ago we know and we were talking about Plato this whole time and I I have to think about my kids and whenever I play a clean up Plato oh it's the find worst it especially when it gets in carpet <sighs> that makes me like genuinely sad to think about story of my life mm. fucking kids you know <laughs> damn kids. Oh, Plato told the story of Atlantis around 360 BC. The founders of Atlantis, he said, were half God and half human. So now we know a little mm. bit better. It was Alexa Bliss. She, she is a half. goddess. Okay. So, <laughs> so if they're all Alexa Bliss, what are the men we got to get for our female fans? Mm. Jason Dollars. Momoa? Jason Momoa? Oh, definitely Jason Momoa. Okay, so we got Jason Momoa's and Alexa Bliss's walking around. And just imagine Jason Momoa with like tight like glasses on and he's like mm, I'm the pharmacist at this Atlantis Walgreens actually you know you might want to try a prescription strength uh, cortisone uh, before you, you know it'll help you with that rat <laughs> rash that you have there between your <laughs> that's Jason Mo- that's the Jason Momoa at Walgreens yep. for you great job Larry thank you I'm I good at future or wait, that's past. Yeah, we're like past future, future past. Future past. It's uh, weird with Atlantis because it's like futuristic past. Yeah. But it's like way past. It's like Egyptians past. I wonder if they like send each other like text messages. Ooh, it's like, like, like how's your civilization cheese. going? <laughs> and then the other civilization's like, you have you guys checked out goat cheese? <laughs> and the other civilization's like, yeah, it smells like shoes. Or tastes like goat. Jizz. <laughs> All right. Continuing on. They created a utopian civilization, became a great naval power. So their navy was yeah. legit. Like they were all out on the deck, like. <laughs> Wait, that's YMCA. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. In the Navy was one of their songs, right? Yep. yep. You can sail the seven seas. You can service some men in the Navy. You can gobble some cum in the Navy. Cowboy, back off. Your voice is off today. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean, in the Navy. <laughs> can you not deep throat the mic, policeman? <laughs> huh? the, the YMCA recording in the Navy. <laughs> I can pull up my butt plug. Hey, guys. Seriously, construction worker? (laughs) We're recording right now. You got to talk real life? I don't know what that one's doing. Uh, I uh, (laughs) think you know. 
Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Gargling Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Let's talk a bit. About- oh, I still can't get laid, even in the Navy. <laughs> I joined the Navy just to get laid, but here I am. All the boys are sleeping together. Mm-hmm. What do I got? Just beating it off in the corner again. They keep sending me to peel the potatoes. <laughs> Poor slide whistle guy. Mm-hmm. Now their home was made up of concentric islands separated by wide moat. Concentric islands, sorry. Separated by wide moats and linked by a canal that penetrated to the center. <laughs> so I'm just imagining a big dick. Of course Mark you that. are. With like tiny <laughs> ball you things. You want that dick hard at attention. <laughs> I've already lost my dick. Yep. Hey, man, your dick's weird. The lush islands contained gold, silver, and other precious metals. Mm, again, perhaps makes, platinum. Makes me want to play uh, Diablo again. And supported on an abundance of rare exotic wildlife, there was a great capital city on the central island. There are many cent- central theories about where Atlantis was in the Mediterranean, off the coast of Spain, even under what is now Antarctica. Mm. Quote, pick a spot on the map, and someone has said Atlantis was there, unquote, mm. says Charles Orser, curator of history at New York State Museum in Albany. Any place you can imagine. Now, I did actually hear that some Nazi involvement was involved in trying to figure out where Atlantis was. Hmm. Germany. I I did not see this coming. Nope. Plato said Atlantis. That I did see coming. Right. (laughs) Plato said Atlantis existed about 9,000 years before his own time and that its story had been passed down by poets, priests, and others. Plato's writing. Trust the priests. I just imagine. Oh, don't even. The yeah, future episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just immediately when I read something like that, imagine the singing bard from Bend Monty over. Python's Holy Grail, like <laughs> an Atlantis came and then Sir Robin ran away because he was a pussy, you know, like that type of thing, like <laughs> like just minstrels like rolling up into a town, like there was a place where people didn't have to go hungry or make themselves into sex slaves before people knew what a microwave was. There were things that came and went like a floating city car thing and a bank that tells you stories. Cause who knows what Atlantis is, but I'll figure it out. One day I'm a minstrel. Help me, I'm gay. That was beautiful, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining a minstrel from Monty Python telling the story Fuck of Atlantis. Trying oh. to feed it back into our YMCA thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the record, I, I know that scene, and I love it. Thank you. Possibly based on real events, according to National Geographic. But you guys should, you know, if you're out there and you and you got the opportunity to get a subscription to a magazine still, they're still great. They still make them? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Now, according to scientists, few exist, and few think Atlantis actually exists. Ocean explorer Robert Ballard, the National Geographic explorer and residence who discovered the wreck of the Titanic in 1985. That's a pretty big fucking 
resume bullet. You know, to uh, have. <clears throat> hey ladies, <laughs> he's at the bar. <laughs> you know, uh, I hear this. Oh, yeah, I discovered the uh, Titanic. <sighs> you smell like the ocean, sir. Yeah, yeah. Is your name Rose, by the way. Sure. No, <laughs> sure is. You ever ridden a door? Actually, my water? my name's Corpse Flower. <laughs> Ever since I mentioned that I like girls with flowers, I was thinking of the corpse, corpse flower. Great, dragon's of breath. Yeah. Doesn't hey, work out so uh, you know the submarine I took down to the Titanic. That's not the only time I've gone down. My name's Dandelion, and I love you. I just gotta imagine that. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into something of a rant about that later, probably. Bill Ballard says the legend of Atlantis is a logical one since cataclysmic floods and volcanic explosions have happened. And now it does make sense that maybe there are some areas of the world that have been submerged stuff that there were. I mean, if you look at early Jurassic period, like dinosaur eras, when they can show you like what the continents look like, it's Mm -hmm. insane to me because like we're humped up right up like, our balls are getting warmed on Africa or Chile mm-hmm. or whatever. No, we're definitely teabagging uh, Central America. Like, there's some teabagging happening. Oh, in absolutely. All <laughs> Mexico, unfortunately, is getting DP'd. They're a bottom. Yeah. They're the, they're a middle. They're looking oh. back like, please. Yeah, South please. South America too. See, see. I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> and Antarctica can't cool it down any. So everybody's Antarctica is the slide whistle player of the uh, (laughs) continents. Pretty much. Well, everybody's all nut to butt back in that time. Mm -hmm. So it's just a fact of it's just a fact of life in the dinosaur period running around, staying out all night, trying to sounds like raptor each other. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so now there is one event that had some similarities to the story of the destruction of Atlantis. About 3,600 years ago, a massive volcanic eruption devastated the island of Santorini and the Aegean Sea near Greece. I've been to Santorini before. Beautiful. At Love the that time, song. A highly advanced society of Minoans lived on Santorini. The Minoan oh, civilization disappeared suddenly at the exact same time as the volcano <laughs> eruption. Ouch. Mm-hmm. To be the guy masturbating at that time in the shower, making drain babies. Have you, have you seen that? Uh, yes. The, the guy who uh, he's beating it when yeah. the volcano erupted. It's hilarious. Is there picture. really? Yeah. They call oh. him. Yeah. He's. No, the I have skeleton to Google it. Is, yeah, go we, ahead. We mentioned that in an earlier episode, and I think we were Did all we? like, maybe Whoa. Valentine's Day, maybe. I don't no, know. no, 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 no. It was just, we get you get random bits from every episode when it comes to the blue stuff. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely mentioned that. I think it was the human explosion. Human, yeah, that's what they called him. The human or human combustion. Yeah, yeah. Ballard doesn't think Santorini was Atlantis because the time of the eruption on that island will definitely post a picture of the dude whacking <laughs> it before he dies. Yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> he's in serious stroke mode. He's Imagine like laid back and... He's like, there must have been some seriously good emojis on his ceiling. Oh, or yeah. Or whatever, like the hieroglyphics Hieroglyphics. Were. 
Some good cave paintings. Good cave paintings because he was just like, damn, I got the. I got the best Pamela Anderson like looking emoji. Was that like year 800 or something? Yeah. Got the 800 year bush. I would love <laughs> I would love to if there was like just like some weird tablets out like XXX mm-hmm. rated tablets and his wife's just upstairs sleeping. Mm-hmm. What it was is he I heard a rumble. He was like, like the uh, a seventh grade all of us. He just drew two circles with dots and I'm like those are boobs. Yeah. He's even got like jerk off face. Yeah. Look at that. He's like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's mid nut. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I think mid nut. What a way to go, though. He was like, that was, he, he got to heaven. He was like, that was the greatest orgasm. I think the volcano wasn't the only thing erupting that day. I think he actually came. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like to think. I that, hope so. I like to think he came and hit the ceiling and then he sat, he was just satting with his making stalactites. Like, he's just like, uh, and then it, yeah, that's that's what I hope. I hope he got there. Yeah. Otherwise, isn't that the saddest case of blue balls Aww. ever? Yeah. Imagine yeah. that's that's his legacy. He mm-hmm. he'll be known forever. Yep. Don't be embarrassed, little guys. If you're out there, you're younger mm-hmm. listener. Don't be embarrassed. Everyone does it. All the he's and the she's. So now, Rom who is a character in this, believes Plato created the story of Atlantis to convey some of his philosophical theories. He was dealing with a number of issues, themes that run throughout his work, he says. His ideas about divine versus human nature, ideal societies, the gradual corruption of human society, these ideas are all found in many of his works. Atlantis was a different vehicle to get at some of his favorite themes. So a lot of people think Plato created that as kind of a thing to counteract and create the themes he wanted. Mm -hmm. The legend of Atlantis is a story about a moral spiritual people who lived in a highly advanced utopian civilization, but they became greedy, petty, morally bankrupt. So they got into WWE. (laughs) Just kidding. Sounds like a, uh, like the plot of a horror film. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Having fun kids. You should die. Right. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. There's been movies like that too. I was just thinking of trying to think of the one. I for some reason I the movie that I think of, and I, I don't think anybody but me mm-hmm. is going to know this movie. But he, has anybody here seen the Sean Connery movie Zardoz? No, no. <clears throat> seek it out. Okay, it's hysterical. And listeners, seek it out because you will laugh your asses off. But it's it's one of those post apocalyptic type it's movies. It's a super movie. Was this but, like pre James Bond or post James Bond? Post James Bond. Okay, but I'll I'll post. A, so this wasn't like a weird film that he did as he no. was like breaking into the acting scene. <laughs> no, 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 I was in acting quite a while, and you see a lot of Sean Connery in mm-hmm. this. Too much, okay. too much, close to. Uh, <laughs> I'll post a trailer on the you see my screen. Yeah, kind of do. So the legend of Atlantis is shide meat. (laughs) (laughs) Little side ball. Now, (laughs) yes. Sideball Connery. (laughs) (laughs) So the legend of Atlantis is a story about a moral spiritual people who lived in a highly advanced utopian society civilization, but they became greedy. Like I said, petty and morally bankrupt. And the gods became angry because the people 
They lost their way and turned to immoral pursuits. As punishment, he says, Orser says, the gods sent one terrible night of fire and earthquakes that caused Atlantis to sink into the ocean. Hmm. Which, you know. Oh, I could listen to that all day. Can you imagine if we all just sank into the ocean one day because of God being angry? It would have happened years ago. At this point, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about the past. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about some truths. We talked a little bit about what ifs and whatnots. When the break comes up here in mere seconds, when we come back after that said break, I'll tell you about the myths that are completely 100% true. Oh, boy, I sure love me some Beer City Media podcasts. I just wish I had more. Does anybody know how I can get more from these guys? I would hope so. I, yeah. Because you set it up. Okay, well. <laughs> be awfully disappointing if we're like, no, there is no other shows. Oh, look, a raven just dropped it off to me. It says here, patreon.com slash beer city media podcasts. Oh my goodness, they've got two shows. Can anybody tell me about them shows they have? Well, of course. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you have full access to another show, which is hosted by yours truly. We talk about current events, kind of the weirder side of the news. Uh, basically, we just kind of hang out and it gives you a little bit of insight into what it's like when we are just being, just chilling, just mm-hmm. being us. Just being. Yeah, just being. So, uh, yeah, you should check it out. It's pretty fun. What's the other show? The List. <gasps> Hosted by me. What? I love Larry. We like lists. That's we break true. down lists. Nice. For co- great topics of conversation. Mm-hmm. Indeed. The fans, of course, you can always chime in with your picks the list and the freebies what were those episodes about the of course 50 uh were songs, songs as of 2004 mm-hmm. on uh was it blender maybe i can't remember blender yes <clears throat> and what was the other one josh mm. the other was I i'm a little fuzzy my head hurts i can't think of what it was well then you should probably listen to that that f- second freebie episode because what? i detailed the it comes best. out wednesday right it does yes. of this week. The, mm-hmm. In two days, you can listen to the top ten best hangover cures. And let me just say right now, that's your last freebie, you fucking freeloaders. Yeah. 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 Okay, this is capitalism. That's right. We gotta jump to that point where we're like, hey, give us some fucking greenbacks for this. But that's the deal, guys. You got your freebies to get a little taste. Check it out. A full month of episodes on either Potty Slam or Conspiracy Therapies podcast stream. For $5, you will get four bonus episodes every month, Mm -hmm. which we're giving to you, our fans, who we love, who interact with us on a daily basis. We want you to be a part of this thing as it evolves, as we upgrade, as we continue to grow. Who knows what's going to go the sky's the limit and it's only, really only five dollars a month only five dollars that's a dollar 25 an episode dang 
If it you is. buy yourself a cold pop once a week, you can afford this show. Skip your monster so, drinks. Yeah. Cut back. They're, They're bad for, for you anyway. Yeah. Too much sugar. Yep. That's I am I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Josh, what do you gotta say? You got something on your mind? Yeah. Because we have uh well we have the three different tiers on there. One dollar, you will get our undying love. You'll get a I believe we're gonna do a catchy little tune for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's coming up. But we're gonna start that once this Patreon actually starts. Mm-hmm. And then for three dollars you get another show. That's the name of the show, of course. But guys, two extra bucks. Two extra shows. And that's worth it in my mind. I mean, four extra bucks and goddamn, do you shoot to the top of my list? My goodness, you get four more shows of me doing shitty impressions. And me. Don't forget me. And my horrible <laughs> comedy. Oh, man. That's Lucky a, you. Boy, I might give you $5 just to make you stop. <laughs> that's no, right. I would never do that. That's I'm right. too cheap. Check out <laughs> patreon.com slash beer city media podcasts and donate to the podcasters you know and love and trust. Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. Always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. I'm on the shore, they work all day Out in the sun, they slave away While we be voting full time You floating under the sea <laughs> Down here all the fish is happy As after the waves they roll The fish on the land ain't happy They shot cause they in the boat Ah, uh, second segment time. Time to get into all the segments you know and love. Truth Corner, that's my favorite Disney movie of all time. The Littlest Mermaid? Yeah, my goal is to eventually have a Little Mermaid tattoo. Hmm. Interesting. Where's that going to go? Uh, you know what? I mean? I'm not sure. On her clam. <laughs> Wow. Dude, I, as soon as I said it, I like put my own face in my own hand. I, love I it. apologize. No, oh. no, that was excellent. Well played. As I alluded to, I said that Atlantis <laughs> things that turned out to be true, according to the BBC.com article on myths and legends, it says... By Jane Palmer from 19 January 2016. In one cataclysmic night, the gods sent a battalion of fire and earthquakes so intense that the utopian kingdom of Atlantis sank deep into the ocean, never to be found again. So tells Plato's infamous myth, which captivated audiences for more than 2,300 years. Many people have subsequently floated theories about exactly floated. where yeah. Atlantis was. This was written by Lawrence. <laughs> 
Some think in the Mediterranean, off the coast of Spain, even under Antarctica. A popular idea is that the Atlantis myth is associated with the fate of Thera, now the Greek island of Santorini, which was partly destroyed by a volcanic eruption about 3,600 years ago. But many, if not most, scientists think we will never tie Atlantis to a real location. Mm. Quote, I don't think there's any question that the story of Atlantis is a myth, says Patrick Nunn, a geologist at the University of the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. Ah, yes. Australia. That's where Arnold Schwarzenegger's from, right? No. Oh, Austria. <laughs> My bad. But Atlantis is not the only legend of a sunken city. Similar tales are told often around the world, and it now seems that some of them are true. Really? Now, Yes, we're going to get into that. Mm. Plato was living in a volcanically and tectonically Mm. active part of the world where massive earthquakes and tsunamis were not usual. Quote, these myths provide a window upon these events that can be recovered, retrieved, and even dated. He observed what was going on, and he used details from these observations to make his narrative about Atlantis seem and sound more credible, says Nunn. But I think there's no way that we could consider Atlantis as a particular place, unquote. Despite Nunn's skepticism about this ill-fated kingdom, he's one of the growing band of geologists who have begun to take an interest in similar myths in the belief that some really can shed light on ancient geological events. In 1966, the scientist Dorothy Vitaliano coined a name for the discipline Geomythology. It is, she said, the science of, quote, seeking to find the real geological event underlying a myth or legend to which it has given rise, unquote. She also says myths are largely event based and that they are triggered to a large part by an event or combination of events that catastrophically impact society. Actually, that wasn't her. This was from Bruce Massey, (laughs) an environmental archaeologist who co-edited a volume on the subject. He also says, then these myths provide a window upon those events that can be recovered, retrieved, and even dated. Now, we do know that you can date things, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to like, how old are these these darn bones? Mm -hmm. These these look like old bones to me. You just got to cut them and count the rings. That's trees, Josh. That joke sounds familiar. A close inspection of such geomyths has revealed valuable information. A date for the most recent eruption of the volcano Nabucalavejo in Fiji, for example. (laughs) And scientists have no shortage of myths or or geological events to ponder. Stories of volcanoes and earthquakes abound as do dates of catastrophic floods and lands submerged under the sea. When Nunn heard the story of another lost island, Tionami, in the Solomon Islands of the South Pacific, he was instantly intrigued. He said, quote, it was high land. It wasn't a low atoll hmm. or reef island just made of sand that could be easily washed away, Nunn says. It was a substantial island that disappeared. There are islands that have disappeared. The tale tells of the cuckolded husband. Did you say cuckolded? Cuckolded. Yeah. I said that weird, didn't I? Cuckolded. Sounds like a bird call. 
Cuckolded. Cuckolded. Bend over. <laughs> His wife. Oh my God. <laughs> Sawita, y'all. <laughs> went to live with another man on the island of Toonami. Ooh, and I a, love Toonami. An enraged Roman menu purchased a wave curse. You know, it's better to than seek His revenge and traveled well, to the island of Tumino with four waves attached to the front of his canoe and four on the rear. Once ashore, he planted two taro plants, kept another, and beat a hasty retreat to his own island of Alate. The curse stated that when the leaves sprouted on his taro plant, the onslaught would start. On that day, Roramino watched from a mountaintop as the eight waves sur- surged on Tumino one by one until it sank, never to be seen again. Mm. None interprets the waves in the story as a description of a tsunami train. Many tsunamis consist of a ser- series of waves, quote, but of course waves can't wash away islands, particularly islands that are high in volcanic, none says. It was actually a seafloor earthquake that geologists believed took the island, which had always teetered on the edge of the steep undersea slope. Once the tremors shook the foundations, a large landslide carried tsunami underwater, which likely generated a tsunami train in the process. For the people that survived and lived to tell and retell the tale, the waves and the island's destruction are inextricably linked. Quote, so you actually get the island subsiding or sinking abruptly at the same time as the waves are generated, Nunn says. For an uninformed observer, of course, it's, Ill- it's logical to connect the two. Nunn had encountered similar myths, but he had interpreted them as descriptions of lost populations of people who lived on the islands, not the literal loss of the islands themselves. In fact, there is still some scientific skepticism about the ability of entire islands to slip beneath the sea in the way that Nunn thinks Toonami did. But Nunn points out that the volume of material in an island such as Toonami is still a lot less than the amount that moves in large terrestrial landslides. What's more, surveys conducted of the seafloor in the region have revealed submerged debris that could be evidence of the loss of a number of islands, with older islands further down the slope. So we're talking about a high island that disappeared. So a lower island could just go. I mean, theoretically, America could get washed away. I mean, we're kind of waiting for it to happen with the way these these icebergs are melting above us, Mm. which is scary as shit. Quote, this made it clear to me that entire islands could disappear. Unquote, none said. Now, no less dramatic are ancient stories of coastal cities being lost to the waves. Several are described in ancient Sanskrit texts, including the Mahabharata, a 4,000-year-old poem that has the honor of being the longest epic narrative in world literature. The Mahabharata and other Sanskrit epic, the Ramayana, were originally written on palm leaves. Jesus Christ. How many trees do you go through at that point? <laughs> oh, no kidding. Palm leaves? I don't know, I mean, how big? How big are these fucking things? Maybe they're full of errors. They had to throw away the palm leaves. <laughs> this is before whiteout and backspace. Yeah, 
Like you write something wrong or you're like, dude, write in pencil. Like the hot island girl comes by and you're like, shit, I don't got anything else to write her fucking digits down on. <laughs> uh, coconut tree lane, mm, no. uh, two, five, two, five, two, three, five, sixty nine. I don't know if they I had that many right. numbers back then. They probably, it was just like three. <laughs> My phone number is three. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a messenger. That's the monkey you smack on the top of his head as you pull the coconut up to your ear and like speak into like the (laughs) rock. (laughs) We make it up as we go. It's fine. It's fine. Similar stories exist about the city of poop. (laughs) (laughs) The city of poopar. Poopar. It's not poop. It's Poompar. <laughs> An ancient ruins. It's <laughs> 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 <is> like <laughs> what's funny about this too. <laughs> the ancient city of poop. <laughs> Who do you think is the mayor there? I'm the mayor of poop. <laughs> Our city's the shit. <laughs> Ignore the smell. Oh my God. <laughs> Try the chips. <laughs> our oh our, our residents have the highest consumption of fiber. <laughs> <laughs> you keeping it down there, Miss Smith? How's, how's, how's your island trip going? Hey, Mark. How's it going, Mike? <laughs> Just say Random islanders walking past you. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> One of their favorite greetings is a hearty fucking pl- pants clearing. All those islanders so happy. Very happy. Oh, God. <sighs> Man, I am a 30-year-old woman. I should not be laughing that hard at a poop joke. <laughs> Everybody should be. Oh, man. Now, the Ooh. map... The Mahapaparium ruins reappeared. What about the perineum? It's very dirty and poop. Reappeared after the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. (laughs) When you when you look at these places, they're all saying the same thing. Okay, we're still on the island of poop, folks. (laughs) Oh, the perineum. That's that's the name of Main Street. And poop. It's perineum. It runs right through the heart of the city. Perineum Lane. This is what happens when I get. Oh, do you don't want to get stuck on perineum court? <laughs> when I get ancient names of islands and I just don't give a shit. It's I a just... cul de sac, which is an actual sack. <laughs> on the island of poop. So, yep. All our cars have extra big mud flaps. The large waves came on land and washed away the places that people were living in. Unquote. Also known as a bidet. <laughs> but none believe the tsunamis alone don't account for the submerge and subsequent abandonment of such cities. <laughs> the city of poop was abandoned. I wonder why. It was a little backed up. The city <laughs> believes that the steady creep of post-glacial sea level rise slowly claimed the coastal lands and the tsunamis merely finished off the job. If the sea level is rising and you have these kinds of extreme waves superimposed on a rising sea level, then clearly one day those waves are going to have an effect that they wouldn't have if the sea level wasn't rising. 
he says. But tales about these less glamorous tortoise paste indunations are few and far between. In an inundation, in inundations, inundations. Sure. Okay. Quote, we humans like disaster stories, but adapting to gradual change doesn't sell so well, unquote, says Martin Bates, a geoarchaeologist at University of... Hey, I took a second. You did. You know what? I I tutor elementary school students who have trouble (laughs) reading. That's called self-correcting. Good job. Thanks. That's one of the most important things about a a struggling reader is that they self-correct. See, I read it in my head. And Real I'm proud fine. of you. At University of Wales, Trinity St. David was where uh, Martin is from. That is, unless you are a Aborigine living on the coast of Australia. Around 20,000 years ago, at the coldest time of the last ice age, the sea level was about 120 meters below its present level, which is scary to think. Yeah. Quote, people must have been aware that every year the sea was on the rise. But as the temperatures rose, huge masses of ice started to melt and pour waters into the world's oceans. During the next 13,000 years, sea levels gradually rose to reach their current levels. Quote, we also think Australia was abuzz with talk about this as it would have been a major concern. Unquote, says Nicholas Reed, a linguist at the University of New England in Australia. Aboriginal societies have probably existed in Australia for around 65,000 years, which is well before Atlantis. Hmm. Isolated until the European colonization in 1788, Australia was undoubtedly a hard environment to live in, and survival through the generations depended on passing down information about food, the landscape, and the climate (laughs) from one generation to... (laughs) What? I just... For whatever reason, I thought of the colonization of the colonization of poop. Of poop. Bend over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, the worst part is I'm the only one here that's not drinking. <laughs> oh. well, all fairness, when he was reading, he did stumble upon a semicolon. <laughs> My bad, dudes. Ooh, all right. <clears throat> Gather yourself. Yes. In regions of Australia where the coastal land had a low topography, even a small rise in the sea level would have claimed large chunks of land relatively quickly. Quote, people must have been aware that every year the sea was on the rise, Reed says, and they must have had stories from their fathers and grandfathers, even great-grandfathers, that the sea used to be out even further. Which is kind of a way of like saying, oh, by the way, sea was over there. Mm-hmm. Now it's touching my boot. It's a boot time. <laughs> Get out. I thought you said... Australia, I can't do Canada. a pun on this show ever. No, I like that one. That one made me genuinely laugh. Good job. Josh just went face palm. <laughs> Josh because he's mad he didn't think of it first. <laughs> Whatever. I'm glad I didn't think of it. <laughs> Some of these stories are pragmatic de- 
descriptions of a time when sea levels were lower, such as memories of the loss of kangaroo hunting grounds around Port Phillip Bay near Melbourne. Others are more figurative. In one such story, an ancestral character, Nagundari Dri, chased his, chased his wives who attempted to flee to Kangaroo Island on foot. In his anger, Nungarundi summoned the seas to rise, separating the island from the mainland and turning the women into rocks that now just jut out of the water. Yeah, I'm not buying that one. No. By connecting each story with a specific geological event, it describes the researcher it it describes the researchers believe they could date some of the narratives as between seven thousand and ten thousand years old. Quote If you're talking about ten thousand years, you're really talking about three hundred to four hundred gen- generations, Reed says. Jeez. The idea that you can transmit anything over 400 generations is extraordinary. Scientists have previously thought the accuracy of such stories could not persist for much more than 800 years without being written down, but Reed believes a key feature of indigenous storytelling culture is a cross-generational cross-checking process which could explain the story's endurance through the millennia. In this process, a father will pass down the story to his children and their nephews and nieces are responsible for ensuring the children know those stories correctly. Hmm. We all know what happens when you play telephone. Mm -hmm. I start over here and I tell Josh airplane, and by the time it gets to me, it's Chalupa. That's a... Oh, that sounds good. A Chalupa does sound good. But I got a little bit more... We don't collect these narratives in the next 20 years or so. They will completely disappear, supposedly. This mechanism constitutes a scaffolding across generations that makes the replication of storytelling with high degrees of accuracy possible, Reed says. The researchers believe that the sheer isolation of Australia may also have played into the story's ability to survive intact. In terms of the movement of people, Australia has been a stable continent. There have been no invading armies. Quote, these stories do describe a time when the sea came up, inundated the continental shelf so that people lost land that they had previously lived on. So the main thing here is that there's an example of the, the water overtaking the land. And I can get into more scientific rationalization, but you kind of get what I'm saying. There are places that are low enough or there's places that even as I started with were high enough that they didn't ever think we're going to be overtaken by water. And they were. So the idea, the concept of Atlantis is reasonable in the idea that there could have been a civilization there. It doesn't necessarily mean they had like crazy technological advances. Like Plato said, who could have just been a great storyteller in the time and was trying to make an example about something to his followers. Parable. But the idea of a society that could have lived there, maybe it didn't do anything other than just like eat their boogers and throw rocks at each other. If it sank into the water, it's possible. So with that being said, that's Atlantis folks. But in order to understand Atlantis even more, we need to understand the pop culture. It's 
time for the Pop Culture Minute with Josh. Sonic Boom! All right, so this is going to come as no surprise that there is a buttload of uh, different pop culture references, and I just picked a few of my favorites. And Put a so in my butt. We're, we're going to start off with uh, something I don't normally bring up on uh, this segment, and that's comic books. And I think some of you guys know where I'm going to go with this. But anyways, um, so first and foremost, we have uh, Aquaman. Whom- Aquaman, yeah, Jewish fellow, loves to swim. <laughs> Talks to the fishes as he does. Introduced in November of 1941. Uh, at first, he, I mean, he wasn't that big. And it, he was actually, it wasn't until the... He's the lamest of superheroes. I don't know. Uh, think about it this way. Look at Batman. If Batman is dropped off in the middle of the ocean, what's he going to do? He's going to drown. Quick, there's problems. Is, is it in water? No? Oh, stay home again. Mean <laughs> slide whistle player. Just play cards. It's okay. During the uh, 50s and 60s, however, that was kind of the, the a big time for comic books. So they call it the, yeah. uh, the Silver Age. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aquaman is one of the founding members of the Justice League. Man, you time on his hands. Am I the only one that's seen the new Aquaman? Uh, mm-hmm. We sure. have not seen it yet. I loved it. Go oh, see it. Looks visually you. amazing. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's by the, the director of the Conjuring movies, and those are uh, we love those films. Yeah, of course, Mr. Jason Momoa, as Ryan pointed out. Yeah, Jason Momoa plays as Aquaman, and that movie is doing amazing in theaters. So uh, go check it out uh, it, when it comes out on video. Probably it's probably not going to be in theater too much longer. Uh, so, okay, let's go to film as uh, Larry kind of started the sec- or this, uh, second half off. There is The Little Mermaid, mm. which it was a 89 animated film by uh, Disney. And the the area they live is is based technically on Atlantis. Mm. I liked all the penis towers. Yes, there were penis towers. <laughs> And so did a lot of little boys who were like, penis, penis, what do, penis. What do I like? And the priest penis. with the boner. Yep. Penis. Penis. Oh. What are dicks made of? Penis, penis. Still penis. really haven't had that mm. question answered. Cartilage. Cartilage. Yeah. I guess. And then, of course, Disney would also, in 2001, put out the film Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Uh, Super underrated. Very good movie. I would agree. Never even heard of it. There's actually two of them. Michael J. Fox is one of the actors on that. Oh, I thought you said he's one of the artists. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of an interpretive. Yeah, yeah it's, it looks it's, like the it's old an 80s abstract porn. movie. It's hey, like, we just got to. Looks like HBO in the 80s when you didn't have the subscription. <laughs> it's a Spice Channel movie. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that the the, the sequel because the, the Atlantis came out in 2001. I believe the sequel came out in 2003. It's called Atlantis Midas Returns. Hmm. Um, and like April said, it's actually a really good movie. Heavily underrated. Now to TV. 
So, guys, Mm-mm. there's a show that April loves called SpongeBob SquarePants. I love this episode. Go ahead. I'm, I want to see how much. Let's. Whoa. Geez, kill he's him. Ryan's over here breaking the dog. Good Lord. Oh, God, my don't grip so tight when you give him a hand job. No he was trying to give me a high five and I. On your wrist? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, April, uh, yes. uh, the episode. Uh, the episode, this was actually a full half hour episode, which they usually come in 15 minute episodes. So this is a full half hour episode called Atlantis Square Pantis, uh, where the characters of SpongeBob SquarePants travel down to Atlantis um, and they all discover new things. Uh, SpongeBob and Patrick are in search of a bubble that does not pop and they find it in Atlantis. That's exactly what I have right here. So I've seen the episode a handful of times. Fair enough. Now, she's our SpongeBob historian. I do. It's my favorite show. Really? Of all time? I don't. It's top five for sure. I've seen all the episodes. I used to have them all on DVD. That's the one show that, like, if you're feeling really sad, you can just. It's it's comfort brain food. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I missed my age range. Yeah. Yeah. I know of it. It's it's not bad. I mean, it's it, funnier it's, than for you would us. Expect. It's like Ren and Stimpy. It, it has more adult humor than you would expect mm-hmm. from a kids' TV show. Like I you, would, you'd catch it if a lot of Mister Show people work behind the scenes on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny, who did the voice of uh, Heifer on um, st- Rocco's Modern Life, stand-up comedian. Oh well. yeah, super funny. Right. Sorry, dear, I just hijacked your segment. That's fine. Ryan does it all the time. <laughs> God. So okay. Now, this is a show I watched as it was airing uh, in 2004, from 2004 to 2009. You, I'm sure you guys have at least heard of Stargate. Yes. The, the original, there was a movie and then. Um, yeah, the when it would show. pop up, I'd change the channel. Uh, <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson, of course. Nerd. Oh, God, I love him so much. Nerd. Now, there was a, a side show of that, which Richard Dean Anderson was in a few times, but he was Nerd. not. Like in it very much called Stargate Atlantis. Nerd. Atlantis being a city shape created by the ancients, a race of human like beings who were much more technologically and evolutionarily advanced than we humans are. Several mi- million years ago, Atlantis was moved from planet Earth to its Nerd. resting place in the Pegasus Nerd. Galaxy, Nerd. only to be submerged under a great ocean to protect it Nerd. from the ancients' enemies in Pegasus. Nerd. And what I wanted to point out with this, Jason Momoa is also in this show. Um, That's some full circle. Whoa. I know. Oh, God. All that laughing really stirred up my phlegm. Oyster came up and hit you in the back of the throat. (laughs) Yeah. Sea creature came up. It it is interesting that, yeah, Jason Momoa, if you look at him from this time frame, he had dreadlocks. He didn't have the scar on his eyebrow. Like he smelled. Yeah. Yes. Do you know where he's? Is he smelling? Is that the idea? Yes. yes. He actually. Um. I don't know if you watched the video, but he danced the haku. I believe it's the haku. Yes. Um. At the premiere of Aquaman, which is really very cool. Um. <laughs> yeah. He danced the hachu. Fun factoid about that dance. He also did that uh, to get. Uh, was one of the things he did in his audition for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how we got the job. Yeah, I watched that video too. That was really cool. So it's kind of cool to see Jason Momoa as Ronan Dex 
in Atlantis and to see him like because I watched it all those years ago and to see him pop up in Game of Thrones he was a lot smaller back then he bulked up I want to say too his performance in Game of Thrones is legendary oh for sure yes no video games I knew you were going to do that Uh, one one of I think one of the most coveted video games of all time from the Super Nintendo Chrono Trigger by Squaresoft um, at one, it's a, a game that you can do a little bit of time traveling in. And at one point, you can go to 12,000 BC called the Kingdom of Zeal, which appears to be roughly based on Atlantis. And like Atlantis, is destroyed and falls into the depths of the ocean. Highly recommend that game. And then my last little bit here uh, for music, and it, it was interesting because I kind of forgot all about this band. A band called Symphony X. I first heard them back in the probably middle 2000, like 2005, 2006. They are a like a symphonic power metal band. Uh, if you're into like ridiculous guitars and all of that, this like Dragon Force, essentially. But they had an album in 2000 called uh, Five, well, Roman numeral V, the new mytholo- mythology suite by... Per- and. Uh, I was listening to it today. It's insanely good. Uh, And the entirety of the record, it's a concept album, and it's about the story of Atlantis. Hmm. That's fucking rad. It is. Yeah. And I mean, I I listened to it today while getting everything ready, and it was because I'd forgotten all about it. It's like, man, this is so damn good. Guys with, you know, more talent in their fucking butthole flapper than... Than I do, so butthole flapper. Mm. Well, that's been your pop culture. Ah, uh, now that we've been pop culture fied, it's time to get some Yahoo answers. <laughs> Yahoo Answers. I uh, Yahoo. I couldn't. I, I looked into questions about Atlantis, but those were really more yes or no answers. Mm-hmm. Does it exist? Doesn't it exist? So instead, I I wanted to know if the people of Yahoo Answers knew how to speak to sea creatures because I think that that's something that like mer people can probably do, and like at, at, Atlanteans, I would think. Would, could probably speak to sea creatures. So, with it being in the ocean, uh, this person asks, how do you speak dolphin? One of my friends is a dolphin, but I don't know how to speak dolphin. Can someone tell me how to speak dolphin? Uh, this, oh boy, help me. Uh, this person, uh, Le Guy, responded, dolphin. Okay. Apparently, yeah, but it should be L, L- guy, not if that it's French. Spanish. Oh, okay, yeah, we oui. Le guy. <laughs> um, anyway, Le guy says Dolphinese is a very simple language. These are the basic dolphin words. Eee! I have found food. Follow me. A kiss. 
go away. Shut up. I hate you. That's what she tells me every night. Xeno Warrior Princess. Let's mate. That's called Sriracha Peanuts right there. So much new board material right from this. Uh, Leap! Predators, danger, swim for your life. And of course, Lee is help me fight this threat to our friends and babies. That's what I sound like slipping on ice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, user, the, uh, user the Wanderer wrote, I can only speak some myself. It's a, it's a very complicated language. You should go to speakdolphin.com. I bet it will show you how to speak dolphin. Hence Whoa. The site name. Now I need to know if that's for real. Uh, my favorite answer thus far is from user Answer Me. You spread your ass cheeks and wait for Chuck Norris to come. <laughs> what? I don't. I. That guy wins the internet yeah. for today for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and then another user asked, do you speak dolphin? I'm really curious because I speak dolphin. And I don't know that any, or, and I don't know anyone that can too. I was wondering if there was a chat room or something that all of the people that speak dolphin go to. So, do you have this amazing gift as well? Of course, most of the answers were nope. Um, and then this anonymous user wrote, "It's an easy thing. Just stay with them right from birth. You will automatically learn how to speak with them or the language of them." Okay, if not, start from now itself. You can do it, but try to be one among them. Okay. It's not a wolf pack. Right. Um, <laughs> this one. So I was talking to this whale and he wanted to know how to build up his underdeveloped hind legs so he could go walking around on dry land. Do you know of any exercises or gyms that might help him out? User the Giza wrote vigorous squat thrusts. Oh, and of course, loving builds up those muscles tremendously. Like making love? Yeah. Or just, loving. Uh, being yeah. the guy that got killed by a volcano oh, in right. the old times. <laughs> uh, another user, an anonymous right user, in the wrote, blowhole. The only thing I can recommend him is a billion years of species evolution. He'll develop legs or become some kind of water dinosaur. Let's wait and see. Water dinosaur. Yeah. That like might it. be the most metal thing I've heard today. Water dinosaur. Water dinosaur. Water dinosaur. Interesting. Okay. It's been your Yahoo answer. This music makes me feel like I'm in a gift shop in like downtown Rockford. Yeah, I was feeling like I was gonna get a really good steak. Oh yeah. I, I, but yeah, expensive shop, like a crystal yeah, shop. Yeah, like a, like in a really expensive tchotchke shop where it <laughs> smells like potpourri. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Music makes you think I'm a sad dad. 2018 or maybe 2016, and I'm at the Amway and I'm walking around with my oh, kids yeah. and I'm like. You run into Aww. somebody at the Amway. Yeah. Yep. Truth corner right there. Well, guys, it's time for a verdict. One corner for podcasters that will high five you. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. One, two, two. three. Wow. That was... I was off. That was... Uh, 
I didn't know we were doing those in a round. Well, yeah, it's like you're running and then sticking your hand out. Ah, yes. Oh, sure. If that's what we were trying to do, then that we did. Yeah, wow, that's we're great at that. That's what I thought we were doing. Yeah. In the other corner, a submerged island, maybe with futuristic technology that Plato suggested. And other people. A lot of people believe it exists. I didn't extrapolate enough on that, but I also talked a lot about poop history, the island of poop. We touched on poop. The island of you poop. You don't want to touch too long. You That's a, wash your hands now. The island of poop sank. So now mm-hmm. we need to ask ourselves. Usually it floats. Usually. Depends on what you eat. They Maybe had too much iron. Maybe it's the salt in the water. Yeah. So, guys, we need to ask ourselves mm-hmm. is it possible? And this is the thing. Is it possible that the city of Atlantis existed at one point or another? Josh, you know I'm going to go to you. You're number one. Uh, yes, I absolutely believe that the island of Atlantis was a real island. However, I also want to say that I don't believe that they had flying cars and segways. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to agree with Josh. I think it existed, but not, or it could have possibly existed, uh, not to the extent that Plato described it as. Yes. And I'll say yes is one of our rare 100% agrees. Wow. But also I'm skeptical as of the technological advances, but I'm not that skeptical. And this is a teaser for our future ancient aliens, Egyptian episode. I'm not that skeptical about the Egyptians. And I promise to spend a good amount of time Mm. digging up the info for that because I've been convinced almost to a certainty that something was going on with that period. And this is something we may never know. And it's intriguing. And that's been your verdict. All right. Well, now that we've had our verdict, it is time for us to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I want to get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical. Oh, this first one's a doozy, too. Nice. We're going to play truth or myth. Okay. First to three. All right. Last week's winner. Crushed you guys. That was Josh. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I meant I said April, but what I meant to say was Shoops. Mm-hmm. The Shoops in general is a, it's a powerhouse right. team. They're it's a powerhouse. True. They're a, 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 a perennial or annual perennial winner. Yes. Damn, weekly. What's weekly? Weekly. A week. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one: Actor Kevin Spacey's brother is a professional. Elvis impersonator. April. I'm going to go with false. You'd be correct. His brother is a professional Red Stewart. Rod Stewart impersonator. Apparently it's a fucking thing. I didn't. I, I thought for sure it would be like he's a professional Kevin Spacey impersonator. No, he just. Yeah, well, that'd be when he touches boys. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, 
A Brazil. Let's see. A Brazilian city once elected a hippopotamus to the city council. Ryan. Ryan. True. That is incorrect. I wanted it to be. Oh, I know. I just picture a hippo with like a tie on. Like, we got ideas here. In the municipality of Jabato. 1954 election, a rhinoceros named Cesaro received Sasareco received the biggest number of votes. The the Cesaraco section. (laughs) The Cesaraco swing? Yes. Was Puff Daddy there? No. Sounds like a vodka. (laughs) Yeah, it does. I'm unleashing a new Cesaraco vodka. Question number three. We're what we got one to one to mm-hmm. nothing. Yep. Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon to pee. April. April. Balls. That'd be correct. Buzz Aldrin was the first man to pee on the moon. Good for him. Do you think he did he pee in his suit? Yes. Uh, yeah, there's no way he took his dick out. It would have froze right off. <laughs> One step for man, one pee. One, one, small, one giant leak for mankind. <laughs> one small dribble for man. Oof. Giant leak for mankind. Said Richard Gere. <laughs> Two to one. Nothing. A cockroach can live up to three days after it has been decapitated. Ryan. True. Is it correct? It can live over a week without its head. Jesus. Fuck cockroaches. Yeah, for real. But if you have a roach, clip... Call your mail. Call your boy. <laughs> Call your mail prostitute. Right. Mm-hmm. Writers Charles Dickens insisted on always sleeping facing south. April. April. True. That is incorrect. Dickens always slept facing north and always carried a compass so he could do so. Huh. So we're at two to one? Mm-hmm. To nothing? Josh isn't even... Josh is sleepy. No, I'm just trying to actually think these out. Yeah. I like this game, though. First photograph posted on the web was of Whitney Houston. Josh. Brian. Josh. False. That is correct, sir. The first photo posted was of an all-female parody singing group known as Less Less Horribles Cernetis. Yeah. Okay. On Black Friday 2014, Cards Against Humanity sold boxes of cockroaches. Josh. False. That is correct. I remember that poop. year. They sold a box of bullshit. They sold 30,000 copies Josh, of bullshit. Did he just win? Two to two to one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I won anything. Yeah, you the did. first video uploaded to YouTube was cats. Josh. Josh. False. Josh just won. YouTube founder Jawed Karim. Karim? Abdul Jabbar posted the first video on the site and it was about elephants. Hmm. I rub our fence. What? Our fence. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Josh wins again. By the way, showing off. Mm-hmm. Wait he was until, a sleeper there for a little bit. And he was just like, snuck let, in under the radar. I'll let these, I'll let these two play around a little bit. I, I never win. <laughs> I've never been on vacation. I never win a quizzical. And I never get a blowjob. Whoa. The last part's false. He sounds Ooh. like my life. Damn. 
Josh is on top of the world, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for plugs. Patreon.com slash Beer City Media Podcast. Please support us. This last episode that's free. Yes. That's it. This is, well, yeah. that's it. That's it. That went by so fast. No. did. Top 10 hangover cures. You better wake up from your hangover and be like, hey, I don't need this $5 box of tacos. Oh. I can just go home and have a PB&J and listen to my favorite That's podcast. Right. Absolutely. Mm, PB&J. But also, and this is the last thing I'll say on our behalf, we want to see you February 17th, Sunday, February 17th. When was that? February 17th. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All you male prostitutes have the next day off, so you should be available. We are doing our next live stream on twitch.tv slash Bobo May. You'll see all our faces, pretty as can be. Ooh. Playing Jackbox games. My fresh new haircut. Oh, yeah. New Larry haircut. Mm -hmm. New Ryan. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a rando girlfriend. New tattoo on his forehead. All the kids are doing the face tattoos now. Yeah. The tattoos. That's right. And yes, we will be here in the shoop. Josh will have a fresh pair of grills. Oh, yeah. True. And uh, yes, we cannot wait. April will have an eyelid piercing. Ooh, God. Ouch. I don't understand how people do that. Every time you blink. All right, guys. I've said my piece. I mentioned the live stream. Mm-hmm. I told everybody mm-hmm. about the Patreon. You guys go ahead. Promote yourselves. What's going on, Larry? Potty Slam Wrestling Historical Podcast. Listen to it. Episode 100 has conspiracy to it. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit. Yes. I know some of our conspiracy theory therapy listeners have been asking for that. We cover it on the newest episode coming no, it just came out. It already Past came Friday. out. Past yeah. Friday. I'm on that episode. You yeah. are on that. Deep. And I just basically, my butt clenches and I just lean back listening to Larry. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, uh, it was rough. That it was hit me one hard. Of the, that was one of the hardest episodes I think we've ever recorded of a podcast mm-hmm. since I've known Larry. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Fuck Benoit. Mm-hmm. Are you guys coming back or what? Oh, I didn't know that I was. I thought you were plugging that. I'm sorry. I was going to let you do it. He oh, was off check, temp- he was checking tweets. Yeah, sure. Off Tempo Podcast. We're going to be back. Schedule, actually. <laughs> you plug that, then he'll plug you. Right. Later. <laughs> Works for me. Uh, yeah. Off Tempo Podcast, Music History Podcast. We'll be back in your ear holes by the end of February. Um, you should come join us for some fun episodes because... Uh, yeah, we talk about some cool stuff. Those are out every Tuesday. I couldn't remember. They're out every Tuesday. So yeah, download those. Check them out. Isn't the first episode that's being teased right now one that features Lawrence? I don't even yes. remember doing it. It is. Well, I I'm just saying. I do remember him <laughs> mentioning that when they yeah. yeah well it's been so long since we I recorded one rem- that I honestly couldn't tell you I think it was like w- summer we recorded yeah. it or something it was 
still like, warm out. October. Yeah. Isn't it weird to think about it being warm out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I was still recovering from my injured knee. No. That was yeah. before yours. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. so long ago. It was Larry was in the battle of wounded knee. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was a battle I lost. Yeah, right? Anybody <laughs> have anything else they want to throw out there before we close this pl- plugs? Uh, I got to pee. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll speed this up. Thank you for listening. All right. Well, hey, guess what, guys? It's the end of the show. And uh, we did all the things we had to do. Mm -hmm. People don't know what Atlantis is any more than before they started. They got nothing out of the episode (laughs) except for there was an island of poop. (laughs) Does anybody have anything they'd like to throw out there before we close this bitch out? My name is Greg, and I'm going to give you sex. Interesting. Thanks, Greg. I don't even know what that is. I like it. That sounds like a good ringtone. It's kind of hooky. I do sing a lot of songs on this show. The one from tonight, I'm really excited to listen to. I don't. I don't. I want to say something. I don't. I don't really set out to sing because I don't like to sing. Really? Because I have like page of it. I know. But let's hear one. Girl, I'm gonna fuck you in your pussy. I'm gonna come in your pussy. This one it's makes coming out blush. my dick. It's going in the pussy. The, the pussy. P- but I understand the context. That's right. The thing is, somebody listen to that and be like, what a shitty piece of shit this is. <laughs> but I'm talking about how much like current songs get so like nitty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's not that's like balls that go in your pussy. <laughs> that's talking about what are those things called? Those Benoit balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want that dick hard at attention. We could play a game where we just have Ryan explain what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, that that one is just in general, in just general, a good yeah. yeah. Hey man, your dick's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's from the Pornhub comments part. Your penis is in your butt. That's elves. Actually, Josh is licking his wiener, which is totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! I'd pay extra for some handling. Mm-hmm. God, nothing tastes worse than cum. <laughs> Stand by that statement. <laughs> Don't call it a job for nothing. Um. Well, anyway. <laughs> That's Josh is like a Middle Eastern priest. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I was trying to, my butt. Sounds no. like I was trying to do Men in Black in that. Yeah, but Josh. Oh my god, guys, we've been <laughs> podcasting for so long now. I know. Larry's literally thumbing. Through. You can also rest your penis on my tongue. <laughs> I really don't remember the context of that one. April will make him come. It's what I do best. She's married to him. That makes sense. We'll find that G spot girl. So. (laughs) Yep. I will see your dick from at least an arm's length away. That's me talking about being in the service (laughs) and guys coming up and being like, what's this on my dick? What's this on my dick? (laughs) And like, oh, that's just a freckle, bro. I've got a wiener. I do. Not untrue. I poop with my shirt off and I love pussy. That's a classic. That's, That's a fucking and pooping. 
There's no truer statement than the yes. I do definitely like to take my shirt off when I'm pooping. I just, I'm I'm always par. I'm, I'm I like smoking terrified. beer and drinking cigarettes. I'm always, ter- I'm always terrified that my shirt's going to touch my poop. It's just a weird thing. How long are your shirts? No shit. I do wear long no, shirts. No, plenty usually. of shit. Mm. Right. My favorite out of context is, Why don't you come over here so I can fuck start your face with my fist, bitch? It's <laughs> <laughs> a reference to a Ryan <laughs> Felipe movie that came out. A long time ago with Benicio Del Toro. The way hmm. of the gun. Okay. I like big fluffy pancakes and I want my cock. There is a scene where they see... They see, see. Alright. Who cares? Blowjobs are great. Yep. Alright, we'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. Have a great one, guys. That was as far as the tide came in. I remember the starfish and the whales of the Cyrus then. We replaced the trident, embraced Poseidon. Discovered ourselves living on an island. Broke like water across the lost city. Chalk prophecies and washed off your feet. Incontinence. Trade off for chaos. High concepts. Then lost to chaos. Many tales. one next. Defending a dream. Of a new directive. A call from the team. Some tough a notion. The day clip people bump rush the ocean. Has power to take it right back Fucking with the ice caps We gotta push the tide back We can survive, collapse If we don't get sidetracked If we visualize living underwater Hidden by prisms, countries falling People transition to one for all We live with that vision Hundred dollar bill, origami Balloon inflation, new world economy We float on tsunami to global warming We need structures to control what's coming Corporate monopoly, obsolete The philosophy leaves us lost to see But from our one culture bomb We are the warriors that won't get caught Cause rising tides Drown all the just divided Liars succumb to pillage rescuers Whatever your latitude Sign a pioneer new world attitude But local cycles First work local Islanders with nothing left This has been a presentation of Beer City Media 